Happy New Year's Eve, Stephen. Still ha- not New Year's Eve. Still, or still not New Year's. No. 11.30 p.m. Mountain mm-hmm. Standard, Standard time. time. Standard. Yep. I don't think I don't think this episode will be 30 minutes. Oh, God, so I we'll hope miss not. it. It's funny, though, that I remember that Lazy Doctor Who episode that we did on Canada Day? Mm-hmm. And we did an episode, posted it, then watched fireworks. Mm-hmm. And then we came back because the fireworks were over there. The fireworks are not over there. They're over there. You okay. can see me pointing, dear listeners. Um, they're at City Hall, which is also downtown, which is oh. where we are. So. We might still be able to see some of them from our balcony. We might, or we can hear them, perhaps. Yay, that's the best part. I like the booms. The booms. Mm-hmm. The booms of the guns that fired in the raid of Terror, episode five. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the champagne, which we did drink, yeah, or or what, but that episode seemed so much shorter than the one before. <laughs> well, mostly because for four straight minutes... Not actually. You were laughing at the name of the character, (laughs) Unseen. Okay, that I am blaming on the champagne, yes. What was his name? Barass. Bear ass. (laughs) Just every time. And in part because we are watching the animated episodes with subtitles on. Not the infotext, the actual subtitles, because I can't read lips on cartoons as well. Yeah, and the audio is, of course, mm -hmm. you know, off-air recording. Yeah, and it's not spelled B-A-R-E-A-S-S, but it does end with A-S-S, and it does start with B-A-R, so it did. I tittered mightily. I I will mention the... You add one letter to that, mm-hmm. and you get the name of a two-time Stanley Cup champion goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Name of Tom Barrasso. B-A-R-R-A-S-S-O. Barrasso. That's but, less funny. Is it really? Yeah. It's very close to a slur of some sort, a, a naughty word which we don't say in this podcast. The ironic thing is... Is that he was a bit of a jerk to people. Oh, really? So he actually did live up to what you could call his... So when I saw... Mm -hmm. You laughed at his name Mm because you thought it was Barass. I thought, Mm -hmm. hey, that's close to former NHL goaltender Tom Barrasso. We are very different people. We are. Mm -hmm. But you don't know who Tom Barrasso is, though. Nope. I really don't. The Calder Trophy in 1983. I don't know what that is. He's a rookie. Rookie goaltender for the Buffalo Sabres back then. Really? Yeah, and then he he went on to the Pittsburgh Penguins. One back-to-back Stanley Cup championships for them. Well, yay. <laughs> yeah, I think he won a Vezina in there, too. But he won the Vezina in the 83, actually. Can we talk about Doctor Who again now? It's not hockey feels. Yeah. Well, uh, Doctor <laughs> Who, episode five. Uh, um, a bargain of necessity. Yes. Once again, we have a doc- 60s Doctor Who episode title that is based on something that happens at the very, very, very end of the episode. That's true. I never, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I like, yeah, anyway. That is interesting. You know, I really like this one. I just, it was, you know, we had a little action sequence at the beginning, which for a change I could follow and tell what was going on because it was all animated instead of trying to watch people lumber around the screen. Yeah. Um, that guns only fired once every two minutes back in those days. Mm-hmm. So once mm-hmm. you did your shot, that was it. There you go. Yep. Better, better aim carefully. Yep. Yep. Um, so that was that was neat in God's sake. I love the fact that Ian just told the guy the truth. I thought that was that is that is totally what I would have done yeah, because he knew he knew that there's no way that he was going to be believed at all. Mm-hmm. So why not? Like if, if nothing else, it's going to throw him off and sort of confuse him. Mm-hmm. And it it worked. It didn't have to work very long because Jewel showed up right away yep. and saved his bacon. But uh, but that was pretty pretty funny. I liked that. Yeah. And now my question about whether Barbara had real actual feelings towards Leom. 
have been answered. Yes, she did, because she was very mm-hmm. upset when he died. Man, I thought she was a better judge of character than that. Because I, she's she has a good point about, yep. you know, both sides having, you know, fighting for a cause that they truly believe in, blah, blah, blah. But just based on his performance in that scene that she was like, he just seemed like a skeevy, scuzzy guy. <laughs> so, like, really? Ugh. Yeah, I feel like my, um, I don't know. My my respect for Barbara has ratcheted down maybe a half of a notch. She seemed to be charmed by him. I think, you know, I, I like how they're sort of covering off the gray areas. I mentioned last episode about Robespierre not really being like you're just a shouty tyrant or anything like mm-hmm. that. He's You know, there's actual, in his eyes, reason why he's doing what he's doing. And, mm-hmm. and Leon is fighting, you know, the same battle more or less that, that Jewel is fighting, but just for... From the other side. For, well... As it turns out, not as not so much because we find out at the end that Jules is not actually one of the nobility right. in any way. That's right. So he is he is simply fighting because he wants there to be some sort of control in the city again, and he he just wants order restored and less anarchy and blood. Um, so, whereas uh, Leon had been with the revolution from the beginning, mm-hmm. so he's just got you know revolution on the brain and is going to fight with it. Until, <laughs> until the end. No matter how ugly that end is, which is which is where it's gotten at this point, mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. Do you uh, did you recognize? We saw him a bit in episode three, and then you heard his voice, of course, through four out of five. Did you recognize the the guy who played Leon? Mm-mm, no. He uh, he always seems to be a bit of a, a a skeevy villain because he later on in Doctor Who will play the war chief in the war game. <gasps> it's that guy. It's well, that guy. Maybe that's why I like subconsciously felt that's that he I was, was a wondering. bad I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up uh, until you saw it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that may have been it. Mm-hmm. Whoops. That's my subconscious getting the better of me, perhaps. It can happen. It can happen. You know? Because mm-hmm. like when, probably when you watch Jessica Jones, you're probably thinking, why is the Tenth Doctor being so mean? Oh, he'll turn around to be nice. <laughs> Actually, I think I read the comic of the Alias comic before I saw David Tennant right. as the Doctor, so I'm pretty sure that villain was cemented in my head as a truly, truly evil, squicky bad guy. Squicky, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else about this episode? Um, I really appreciate the Doctor's machinations. He is—that's <laughs> clever, isn't he? He is—he is a clever old bugger as yeah. i was saying to myself <laughs> he just yeah he's he's got it going on in this story um maybe it's because this is his favorite period of history that he's just stepping up to the plate and is all excited right. to to dip his toes in the water of the you know the political intrigue and stuff and um the way that he bamboozled the the jail guard yeah. into coming up with the idea of letting Barbara go and then hiding so that Barbara can just walk out. Like that was a that was a really good plan. I give I give huge props to the doctor for that. Well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his plans always work out perfectly. Yeah, and that said. was okay. I have to say huge kudos to the animators because when he said that, the look on animated Barbara's face <laughs> was perfect. Uh-huh. It was it was exactly what I think Jacqueline Hill's face would have looked like. Just that sort of smirky, giggly, you know, like I'm not quite laughing out loud, but I almost am because that's a ridiculous statement sort of a face. That was that was excellent. And I laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I like I like William Hartnell in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well I mean I that's another thing I'm kind of sad about the animation that I'm not getting to see his performance, but I feel like just the vocal bit of his performance is is quite entertaining so mm-hmm. 
So, uh, so yeah, this is this is a decent Doctor episode. Yeah. Now that he is not being a complete poophead. Poophead. Which he was at the beginning. Well, because he isn't, he doesn't have to be uh, condescending to Susan. You can almost tell the moment when Caroline Ford thought, you know what? I think one year is enough because mm-hmm. she's basically just been sick with the fever and locked away, literally for mm-hmm. pretty much every single episode in the story. She's, That's true. Yeah. She could have had a holiday in this episode mm-hmm. more than more so than William Russell. Very true. Yeah. But anyway, we, we've had some tweets tonight here on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, no one else has because everyone else is partying up or gone to bed because this, this is the Late Night Doctor Who podcast. Yeah, it is. It could be called Late Doctor Who, really, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Late Night Doctor Who podcast, one of the tweets is from... Uh, from listener Darren, mm-hmm. at InkyD on Twitter. And he says, uh, I hope you're suitably sleepy. Lazy Doctor Who sounds best when you're sleepy sounding and speaking softly. <laughs> with a couple of ZZ emoji. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Darren. It happens. That is, yeah. We that have, is, we have that's a bottle of champagne to finish off, too. So That's true. Yeah, we might be sleepy and speaking softly <laughs> and slurry. And laughing at funny names. Barass is, is hilarious. Barass. 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 <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's see. Then we had one where, what was the one about the, uh, there here we go. Right there. What is the best? Oh, this is from uh listener, John at baby Dalek. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cute. Baby Dalek. Uh, what is the best snack when watching Dr. Who? I vote for cheese and biscuits. I find that funny because, uh, we went out shopping for this, uh, new year's Eve, our mm-hmm. little mini party. Um, and we bought, oh, well, you bought a bunch mm-hmm. of cheese and Crackers, mm-hmm. biscuits, I suppose. No, biscuits are more more cookies, I guess. Well, still but, cheese and crackers, yeah, though. And, and we crackers. had never bought this is the first time we've ever bought cheese and crackers. So the mm-hmm. fact that listener John actually suggested cheese and biscuits, mm-hmm. I thought, how fortuitous yep. and slightly creepy that he got it just right. <laughs> He's watching, obviously. Uh, I actually have a real answer to this, though. Do you really? Yes, because okay. this is a little bit of my personal Doctor Who <clears throat> history. Right. Uh, back when the new series season. Three, I'm pretty sure it was season three was airing. I did not have access to uh, whatever it was airing on BBC America at yes, the time. It was, no, it was sci-fi, sci-fi, sci-fi back then. Yeah. Well, whatever it was, I didn't have access to it. Um, and I had a friend at work named Garrett who would um, acquire the episodes for me right. and bring them into work on a, on a disc so that I could take them home and watch them. He taped them on VHS, right? Is that how it works? Yes, yes, yeah. that is. That's it. He taped it off the TV. Very good. Um, yeah, a VHS disc. I said disc. <laughs> I know. Kai the illusion there, but yeah. A little bit. Uh, so I would take that home, and I would watch Doctor Who per, so most most of the time by myself, but not always. Um, and my friend Stephanie would sometimes come over and watch with me. And, uh, and my, my little ritual was to make popcorn in my Whirly Pop stovetop popcorn maker. Right. Um, popcorn and a vodka tonic. Real po- What? Yes. I'd have popcorn and a vodka tonic and watch Doctor Who. Occasionally it was um, uh, vodka and Kool-Aid if I didn't have tonic water because I kept Kool-Aid on hand. I know. I'm so classy. Wow. Um, but that's – so honestly, my, my truly preferred Doctor Who snack is fresh popped popcorn and a vodka tonic. It just it makes me think of Doctor Who. It makes me think of happy times on my favorite couch ever, which I still right. miss. And yeah. So that's my answer. I uh, – for some reason, this memory sticks out in my mind. But when I watched, not even when I watched it for the first time, but I, one day when I was watching, I said, I'm going to watch The Dominators today. And I heated up a couple of uh, pepperoni pizza pops. This must have been a long time ago. A long time ago, back when I ate meat. And 
uh, I, I remember watching, and to this day, some random Saturday afternoon or whatever day it was, I remember eating pizza pops and watching The Dominators. It's just a memory that sticks <laughs> up in my head. That's Aww. the only time I can... Actually, you know what? Um, cereal. Well, I eat cereal all the time anyway because it's a wonderful meal uh, and or snack. Mm-hmm. But um, Doctor Who aired late on Saturday nights for me, and so I remember when I was... Like, I would tape the episodes... Uh, like the omnibus versions playing on PBS mm-hmm. on Saturday night, but sometimes I'd be hungry, and so I'd run up stairs quietly because, of course, everyone was sleeping. I was watching Doctor Who alone, and quickly making myself a bowl of cereal <laughs> to run downstairs to eat while watching Doctor Who. Hopefully, you know, trying not to miss as much as uh, I did. So, Aww. yeah. So Shreddies was often the cereal that uh, that I would that would have, which is a cereal we have here in. Canada and in the UK, I found some shreddies, and that's why I had some there. So yeah, that's kind of a, not in the states. No, but the fact that now, now that I think about it, the fact that I actually bought a box of shreddies in in the UK and ate them when I was there, I thought that's it was right. You did, full and right circle. now Ray from Star Star Wars is yep. on the uh, the box of shreddies we saw today. Pretty yes, cool. Pretty I cool. know, and Phasma too, and Chewy. Okay, and I've I didn't seen see those and ones. I've seen Ray. I mean, Kylo Ren on a honeycomb. Anyway, Star Wars. Yes, shreddies, food. Gotcha. Thanks, okay. thanks, listener John. Uh, next, uh, listener Endless Mike, that's at M.A. Solco on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, says, Do you prefer animated reconstructions for missing episodes or telesnaps? See? You've seen both. What do you think? Now I want to hear your answer first, because I, I know my answer. I actually prefer telesnaps. What? Yeah, I do. Okay. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's because there's... You're crazy? I'm crazy. That there is a there is a real connection to what's actually happening there. I, I do realize that telesnaps aren't always a luxury that uh, we have for all these. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do appreciate the animation, especially for those that don't have telesnaps. But I think I actually do prefer the telesnaps because there are enough of them taken that you can get a look, general feel of how things sort of kind of looked. You don't know what the camera was or how the actors were acting and stuff like that. But um, But I think it's just one step closer to realism for me that I kind of prefer them. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if the question were you can only have one, like forever and ever, only one can exist, then I would pick telesnaps because because you were right. It is an actual, it's a record of yeah. what was happening at the time. But as far as consuming a story in order to understand it and be entertained by it, I I am not a fan of telesnaps. Uh, I have not enjoyed any of the experiences <laughs> that I have that I have had oh, um, from a, a time in season three, uh, yeah. from an entertainment standpoint. Uh, um, I I like the animation better, um, just from a viewing standpoint. However, I have to say that maybe my favorite way to do it was the one um, BBC audio version that I heard? I listened to the Highlanders, which had linking narration yeah. read by Fraser Hines. And I felt like I quite liked that. I would have liked that, I think, with a telesnap sort of a thing. And I think I said this before, some mm-hmm. of the tele- yes. some of the recons I have do have that. Right. So if it's, it's frowned upon by the BBC, but I still have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if... if if that's the kind of telesnap reconstruction we're talking about, then I'm all on board because you actually get the pieces that are left out. You know, the, the, the things that you can gather from an animation are given to you 
in an audio way yeah. um, with a linking narration. So that would be my first choice. But if we don't get any of the extra linking narration, then I definitely have to say animation because otherwise I don't care how many pictures. Well, I do. I mean, if you have enough pictures, then mm-hmm. yes, you've got, if you've got 24 per second, then, um, <laughs> then you've got film. Or but, 25. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if as many as I have seen, and like I said, I've, I've only seen a few. That's right. Um, but the ones that I have seen haven't been enough to give me uh, enough of a feel. So, and it will be some time until we see the next ones, the next animated. Oh, okay. yeah. So sorry to break it to you. No, that's fine. Tenth Planet, I think. Meh. Yeah. I'm I'm fine. Okay, that's good. Like I'm not. It, it's. I'm not going to refuse to watch something simply because there's a basic telesnap reconstruction and no animation and no linking narration. narration. Well, good, because that's, you have to watch this as part of the like, remit of this podcast. Oh, no. Yes, we're being be lazy, fired. but yes, we are watching every single episode. Yep. Yeah. All right. I think that was... Oh, Thanks, no, there's, there's another one. Oh, what's up? Uh, from uh, listener Fred. There's a couple more, yeah. At Fred Velvet. Do we want to do these now? Do we want to do these? Yeah, we can do them now. Well, of course I want to do them now, yeah. Okay. Uh, Love your podcasts. Which Doctor Who story would you most want to be in? Not as an actor, but to experience as real life. Not the Reign of Terror. Oh, God, no. No. Um, that is such a tough question. There's so much Doctor Who out there. There is. I'm thinking, I'm not thinking, the, the automatic thing is to go where in the, in the past would I want to go to. Um, oh, see, I don't think I'd want to go You want to go anywhere in the past? No, no. no. Oh, you want to go to future space worlds? I, I want to go to different worlds. I don't want to go anywhere else in Earth's timeline. That kind of thing freaks me the heck out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think here. Uh, I think I... No, the Ark in Space is terrible. That would be mm-hmm. an awful place to go to. See, my first thought is just, like, I think about my favorite episodes. So I think of the Rebus operation. You don't which, want to go to the Rebus. No, I mean, cold. it would be so freaking cold. Yeah. And there's nobody time. around to talk to. Well, go to Sun... Go there when it's Sun, sun time, time. Well, then, yeah, then that wouldn't be in that story anymore. It would just be on That's Rebus. Um, so, yeah. I mean, really, when you think about it, <clears throat> most Doctor Who episodes are taking place during some really awful crap. I think I know what story I would like to go to. Um, I want to go to the cricket match in Black Orchid. and then, Actually, that would be fun. And then just leave after that and not be parcel mm-hmm. to the murder and guys falling off roofs and stuff like well, that. You know what? When, you're, when you think about the amount of havoc that's wreaked, right. you, Black Orchid may be the best episode to it's be the there the safest for. place to be when you think about it. You get to dance the Charleston. You get to drink screwdrivers. Yeah. You get to dance, dress up in a fancy dress costume. Yeah. You get to eat at the buffet with Adric. You basically could be at a, a, a guest at that party and just tell, oh, there's something's mm-hmm. happened. You all have to go home. Oh, what a shame. Mm-hmm. And they just go home. And you don't you know the, why. And you go to the train station. You go to the and you t- take a train. Cranley Halls and take a train home. Okay, well, I know I said that I didn't Black want to go Orchid. back in time, but I've changed my mind. Let's go to Black it's Orchid. The roaring 20s. Everyone's happy. The future is bright as can be mm-hmm. for years to come. Yeah, okay. I'm, 1925, right. Black Orchid. Done. All right. That is, that is excellent. Thanks, Fred. Listener Fred. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, well, is there is, one more? I thought there was there no... There wasn't another question. Oh, I thought there was another one. Um, nope. Okay. That is it. All right, then. Well, that's it. Uh, Ten minutes till midnight now. All right. Well, if any other ones come in before we record our next... Uh, if, if somebody's listening to Lazy <laughs> Doctor... This isn't who, live right now. This no, is but a recording. I mean, oh, I as see. it comes out, okay. if they listen to it yeah. uh, while we're watching the next episode. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll read them out. Yeah. In 2016. <gasps> yes. We will all do that. That's exciting. Isn't it, though? In the space year, 2016. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
See you soon. Yeah. Until then. Bye. Bye.